1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. Another week of giving you some information, some entertainment, and mostly teaching you some things that might be useful to protect you and to protect your family. I'd like to start this morning by saying a warm welcome to attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. You haven't been on the show for a little while, so thank you for being here. Oh, I'm glad to be back. Good morning, everyone. And good morning to Pete Lance. Good morning, everyone. How come I'm always the last one to be introduced? Because you're the most important. Okay. I think that's something from Sound of Music. No, but uh, thank you for being here also, Pete. Uh, This morning is a bit of a family affair, ladies and gentlemen. So I'd like to start this morning by doing something that I did once before, and I pretty much have this from memory. It's called The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. Today we're going to be talking about making choices and some things that you can do to make choices in your own life. So I've always liked The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair, and, having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same, and both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet, knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh some ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Hello, everyone. You still there with us? (laughs) No, that's a good poem, Pete. No, I love that poem. I I like the poem, too. I just don't know if... I can actually recite it from memory. So... It's a, it's a good story about choices, and today we've got a lot of choices to make, and we're going to talk about some choices. So, But we don't want you to take the one less traveled by. <laughs> well, we won't even have to go there for interpretation, Tenny, but essentially we want to talk a little bit today about basic <clears throat> estate planning documents, and what if you're saying to yourself, sitting at home, gosh, I wish I had already done my will, I wish I had done my trust, I should have done something by now, but... Is there a way you can do that right now, Tenny, even if you're sitting at home? Oh, absolutely. We can do telephone conferences to get to know you, to find out what your desires, what your needs are, and then we can convert those into documents that will be very useful to you and your family over time. So right now, for example, most of the staff are working at home. They're able to access computers remotely. We're able to produce documents remotely. And I guess the starting process would be for somebody just to contact you, Tenny, or attorney Mike Coleman, and say, I have some questions about setting up an estate plan. Is this something that we can talk about on the telephone? So you can start with a telephone conference, right? Right. But let me tell you um, that our phones are not uh, engaged at the moment in the sense that if you call, you will get a recording. However... We will definitely call you back. We begin by having um, one of our paralegal people, our secretary folk, talk with you and set up an appointment when it would be useful for both you and us to talk. And that would be the beginning. So what number should they call, Tony? They should still call 508-998-8800. And if they do that, they might go right into the answering machine and leave a recording. Somebody will get back in touch with you almost always the same day. They'll find out what you want. They'll set up an appointment time to talk with attorney Mike Coleman or attorney Tenny Lance. They'll ask you questions over the phone and explain the differences between wills and trusts or um, perhaps your concern might be somebody in your family is in a nursing home or going to a nursing home and what can you do to protect their assets. Because I know that's a a large part of what you do, Tony. And then you would have a telephone conference with them. You would take information over the phone. You could arrange for payment over the phone. 
then documents, instructions would be created. One of the paralegals at home would be preparing documents. Then they would be emailed back into the office. They would be printed. And then you could arrange for execution. What are some of the choices for executing or signing documents right now, Ten? Well, the, the method that works best for us is sort of um, described as a drive-by almost where you would come to our office. We have an enclosed vestibule where we would leave the documents that need to be signed. And we can stand on the other side of the glass partition. Um, we can instruct you, you could hear us, um, where to sign. And we would ask you whether or not you were signing this willingly and so forth, so that we could actually have these documents signed and notarized and ready for you to take with you. Okay. So that's a good approach for how you could actually physically get documents done. I think it's also important to tell people what you have been offering to the community at large if somebody is interested in having healthcare documents prepared. Well, since the beginning of this corona problem and the uh, house isolation, we have offered to have people um, receive their healthcare documents, and that's three different documents a health care power of attorney, a HIPAA form, and a living will. Um, and we can make out those documents to your specifications and have them ready for you to sign and pick up here. These documents allow somebody else to take care of your body if you are not able to do so, if you are unconscious or very sick some way or the other. It's really important at this point in time that everyone over the age of 18 have these documents. So that's something you're offering for free, and you're going to do that for another couple of weeks, I guess. We're going to do it until the end of the governor's lockdown. That's right. All right. So that's May 18th. Uh, originally, it was just through the end of April, um, but now we're into May, and you're going to do it while everybody is still basically on uh, lockdown. Um, one quick question, Mom, is uh, what is the typical expense um, for those documents? Just a rough idea. The healthcare documents, you mean, Pete? Yes. I think they are about 400 or so. Okay. I don't remember without looking yeah, at our price have. sheet. So either way, it's a really um, good deal with no strings attached, and uh, especially during these times, anyone without those documents should take advantage of it. Everybody needs health care documents. So we're going to talk about a number of different subjects today besides that. Um, it is possible to get estate plans done. I'm sure a lot of people are sitting at home right now thinking, I wish I had done this before, but it's not too late even while you're sitting at home. So just keep that in mind. I'd like to jump ahead to um, a couple of things. There's been articles very recently, um, actually just printed off in the last day, dealing with Social Security. I wonder how many people have started collecting Social Security or they're thinking, I'm not able to work right now. I should probably activate my Social Security because I'm at least 62 years of age. Well, maybe that's a good decision for you and maybe it's not a good decision. And I know, Pete, you do a lot of assistance in that area. You help people with signing up for Social Security initially if they haven't done it and they can't figure it out, right? I know you did that just recently with somebody. Right, just this past week. Uh, so I'm, I'm the person who does most of the Social Security planning in the office. We do have special software that we pay, um, and I can do all sorts of calculations as to when it's best for you to collect Social Security. Um, I don't charge to help someone set up their social security in fact the person that i helped this week is not even a client um, they are a uh, friend of uh, tony candido who is one of the employees here that works on the usa wealth group side of things so he had a friend that asked him for help and he referred her to me and uh, we did everything over the phone uh, that's what we're doing nowadays. We're doing everything over the phone uh, or through Facebook Messenger uh, video calls or through Zoom meeting calls. So this was actually a Facebook uh, video call that I did with her. And um, we always take a look and see what your total assets are, what your total income is from other sources. 
before we make a recommendation as to whether you should actually start to um, collect Social Security. Um, and in this case, this person did not have any other option. They were laid off back in the fall and had been looking for work steadily. And now with everything that's going on, she's just not going to be able to get anything. So she decided I'm going to fully retire, start collecting, even though I'm just barely able, uh, you know, just over the age of where I'm able to start collecting. Um, so that's the decision that she made. And um, we can help you with that as well. So, Peter, do you think that um, Social Security Trust Fund is going to run out of money? No, they'll figure out something. I mean, it is running out rapidly, but they'll, you know, increase uh, Social Security contributions for those still working or figure out something. Mm -hmm. Well, we're spending a lot of money right now with all the money going into the uh, unemployment funds and the bailout monies for banks and businesses and corporations and so forth. We're spending uh, several trillions of dollars right now on top of a deficit that we started out with for about 21 to 22 trillion dollars we've increased that remarkably so guess how we get rid of the deficit going forward we have to do one of two things we either have to grow the economy and expand the economy and put a lot more people back to work and generate tax revenue and that helps pay the deficit or we have to raise taxes so there's two basic ways to get rid of a massive deficit. Depending well, on the amount of Social Security that you're uh, eligible for, it could be the single largest asset that you will ever have, uh, depending on um, the amount that you are eligible to receive and how long you live and collect those earnings. Um, so it's a huge decision. Don't just, um, you know, don't, don't take it lightly and really get in touch with an expert before you decide to just start collecting. Well, I have a report dated just April 30, 2020, and it basically says that the Social Security deficit is increasing. And right now, the Social Security Trust Fund, as it's called, is scheduled to be depleted and run out of money by 2035. So about 14 years from today, um, that money is scheduled to run out. About 15 years. Well, 15 years. Okay. <laughs> All right. 14 years, 15 years. <laughs> So do you know what the number one reason why we're having an increase in cost in Social Security? This is a question. Yeah, I, well, I just explained that. It's running out. <laughs> but why is it running out? Because, because there are because there's more, more people, people living older. <laughs> but there's another reason. Not enough babies. Oh. So if you want to do your part for America, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> while you're at home, you have to create more babies. Well, we've oh. joked about that during these times whether people are going to come out of this pandemic stay at home having you know gotten pregnant or gotten a divorce <laughs> i suppose there's several possibilities well do you remember something called the blizzard of 78 no of course you don't remember it you were only two years old at the time he probably. played in these big snowbanks at that point <laughs> well nine months after that time <clears throat> there was a record increase in the number of births <laughs> Sorry, he's choking on something, so I needed some water there. <clears throat> but we don't really expect the Social Security Fund to run out, even if, it, um, even if there's more strain on it, because the government will somehow figure out how to refund it. But well, as more people get older, and as Ray says, as fewer people are younger and therefore in the workforce... Uh, it'll put a strain on the system. Yes, it will. <clears throat> but the more babies we have born, the more workers there will be in the economy that can pay taxes. So do your part, America. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, that joke is run out. Okay. <laughs> but I think most people are aware of this. If you're not, um, you know, if you can start collecting Social Security at age 62, uh, it's going to be less than what's called your FRA, your full retirement age. And that's usually 66, 66 and a half. For much younger people, it's going to be, you know, 67, 68. Um, but roughly 8% uh, increase every year that you do not uh, elect to start your benefits. So, Tenny, let's switch gears for a minute, Attorney Tenny Lance, and talk about reverse mortgages a little bit. Because a lot of people are trying to figure out what can they do to survive right now? What if their income is down lower and they need more money? One of the things that people who are 62 years of age and older can do is a reverse mortgage. And you are a 
fully licensed and approved reverse mortgage originator. You're not a lender, but you're an originator, which means you can take applications for reverse mortgages. Correct. And an interesting situation in Massachusetts is that um, the Massachusetts legislature passed a law several years ago that said that uh, the required counseling that has to take place before you can actually apply for a reverse mortgage had to be done in person. And we're one of the only states in the country that requires that. Actually, the only one. However, um, the legislature recently passed another law saying that during this crisis, uh, telephone counseling is allowed. So if you were a person that had considered a reverse mortgage before and you never got around to it and you think it's not possible to do that now, it certainly is. You can do telephone counseling, get your certificate for that, and then actually apply for what I think is a terrific opportunity, uh, an opportunity to have the equity in your house work for you so that you get the benefit of what you have built up as equity in your property and uh, receive money on that behalf. So reverse mortgages today are really uh, essentially a credit line, and you can take money out on a regular monthly basis if you needed money to supplement your income, or you could take money out if you needed to put a new roof on your house or something of that nature. We had two clients who really needed to do a reverse mortgage, and then all of a sudden we had these you know, stay-at-home orders, and um, they were unable to go and do a face-to-face. They just weren't allowing it. Uh, so it's really a good thing that this uh, law was changed, at least temporarily. Um, another thing to tell you is that reverse mortgages are not for everyone by any means, but in some cases they are just a lifesaver. Um, and we sometimes will recommend someone do a reverse mortgage even if they don't withdraw any of the funds just to have it as a emergency um, in case you know you need a new furnace all of a sudden you need to buy a new car Um, so it's basically like a credit line exactly what my father just said it's a safety net too and um, you know we'll go over and discuss everything with you with this whether it's uh, something that we think we would recommend you do but again it's not for everyone Um, one other thing i'd like to mention um, just with regards to that is Reverse mortgages got a bad name because the old reverse mortgages, there was a call date. And basically what that means is that any funds that you would withdrew uh, from a reverse mortgage and the equity of your house, at some point down the line, those funds were then due to the bank and the bank could foreclose on your home if you didn't pay those, um, um, those monies back. That's no longer the case. There's no call date. So whatever you withdraw, you don't have to pay that money back at all. Um, until and unless the the house has to be transferred or sold. Or you die. Exactly. Um, Most people don't really understand how a reverse mortgage works, and it's really very simple. Um, When you first buy a house, usually you put a lot of money down, and you get a bank mortgage, and you pay on that bank mortgage, and as you pay that off, the amount of what's called your equity in the house increases. So the equity becomes not only what you put down in cash, but what you've paid off on your mortgage. And the other aspect, of course, is that that house is increasing in value all the time. So you've got this huge amount of money built up as equity in your property. The reverse mortgage simply makes use of that you have the right to obtain that equity um, either in, as Ray said, a, a uh, regular uh, line of credit kind of mechanism, or if you had to pay off something all at once. Maybe you want to pay off your old mortgage, get rid of monthly payments, and make use of the reverse mortgage so you don't have as much to pay every month. Tony, in, in this little brochure that you've produced here that, that has what the basic requirements are for a reverse mortgage, the settled section in the middle. Before she goes into that, I just want to say that we really should videotape these shows and put them up on the website. Oh, no. Well, they're, they're, I think that people would get a kick out of some of the dynamics that happen that you can't 
obviously see. Um, like, you know, you're holding up little signs and we're trying to figure out, we don't know sign language. What are you trying to say to us? And other times, sign language after all these years. Otherwise, other times we're trying to talk and he'll just shove a paper in front of our face and we're like, okay, we're in the middle of uh, trying to talk and now we're trying to focus on what you're shoving in our face. <laughs> well, it would mean you'd have to uh, shave and you'd have to comb your hair and a few other things. So, Well, I was wearing a hat. I just took it off. Okay. Anyway, here are the basic um, requirements for getting a reverse mortgage. You must be 62 years of age or older. The house or the property that you are mortgaging has to be your primary residence. But it can be a one to four family residence. Yes, absolutely. Um, You have to have, obviously, equity in the house. You have to have put money down in cash or paid off a mortgage or something. Um, you have to be able to prove that you've got enough funds uh, either through your own funds or eventually through this reverse mortgage to pay the homeowner's insurance and your property taxes. And that's Those, important. That's the only way. What I was just talking about, about there used to be a call date for a, a reverse mortgage, and at that point the bank could take the house. That's no longer the case. The only way that the bank could take the house is if you stopped paying your home uh, taxes, and your homeowner's insurance. So that's it. Yep. And um, if you have an existing mortgage on the property, that will need to be paid off with the proceeds of the reverse mortgage. Uh, And, of course, we talked about counseling. That's required as a prerequisite for actually applying. Well, the other thing that I think is unique about a reverse mortgage is if you had decided you want to buy a house, and you meet the other kinds of requirements, age 62 and older, you can actually use a reverse mortgage to acquire the house. So it doesn't just have to be an existing house that you've paid the mortgage down or paid it off. You right. Can, you can use it to actually purchase a house. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you some brand new information that was uh, just printed off today. And this is fairly recent information. One of the things that you just mentioned, Peter, is that when somebody dies who has a reverse mortgage, um, it's normally expected that the reverse mortgage is going to get paid off within six months. And that can be extended. It can be extended, but more importantly, HUD has just published a mortgagee letter it's called number 2020-06, which basically says anybody who's servicing reverse mortgage, um, if they are calling the loan because it's the end of the term and it's time to pay it off, uh, not the term, but the person has died. Um, the HUD has now authorized, instructed everybody to extend all those due and payable requests for a period of at least six months if anybody asks for it. That's brand new information. You know, there are so many of those emergency provisions that are being passed or just signed as an executive order. It's really an amazing time. But I want to come back to one other thing because there's sort of a unique window of opportunity here. We had about a four to five week delay in the state of Massachusetts of not being able to process any reverse mortgage application. Why? Because we were the only state in the country to have this requirement that you had to have face-to-face counseling. And when the orders went out to stay away from each other, um, there's no way you could do the counseling. Well, with this new law that has been passed, it's an emergency bill, emergency legislation. It was just enacted on April 20, just a very short while ago. That's the one that now allows you to do either video counseling or telephone counseling. And I know you've got some going with telephone counseling, Tenny. Once the state of emergency has concluded, in-person counseling shall once again be required. It's it's not a horrible thing. It just means that... It takes more time. Yeah. It, well, it takes your effort to go to a counseling center. So there's a, it's sort of a unique time period right now. If somebody was interested, this could be an interesting time to proceed. And the counseling is really just to make sure that you understand everything. Um, I mean... You know, we all explain it here anyways, but it just makes sure that, you know, that you're mentally competent and that you understand exactly what a reverse mortgage is. And it's only about an hour. You know, one of my favorite presidents in history has been Abraham Lincoln. And if you think what he had to do when he was president and go through the whole Civil War and watch the Union split apart and fight 
the costliest war the country has ever gone through in terms of casualties and fatalities. And by the way, just as we're going through now, he went through uh, a time when a lot of people wanted to just give in and end the war because they didn't want any more fighting. Uh, and he had to stand up to that and determine what was actually the proper way to end the, the horrendous event that was the Civil War. And one of my favorite quotes from him is, you can't believe everything that you read on the Internet. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> no, no, it was Al Gore that invented the Internet, Peter. Anyway, I have a little book in my hands. It's called Abraham Lincoln Quotes, Quips, and Speeches, which I've always enjoyed. And one of the things he said was, the struggle of today is not altogether for today. It is for a vast future also. And I've actually been pretty proud of Massachusetts and the way that we have reacted to this crisis. Let's see, if this, crisis. You know, if this screen stays still for a minute, Brody, uh, here's some other quotes from Abraham Lincoln you can leave up. Abraham Lincoln also said, whatever you are, be a good one. Do you like that one, Pete? I'm not sure if I like that one. Mm-hmm. And lots of good things. Uh, my best friend is a person who will give me a book I have not read. You know, I like to do that. I, I gave people some books recently. So one of the things that I learned, I read a, a magazine article review. It said, um, one of the things that kept Abraham Lincoln going during World War, during Civil. World War II, <laughs> during the Civil War, excuse me, was um, he had a little book which was called a devotional and it's now been republished called Lincoln's Devotional and mostly it's biblical phrases and, and sort of optimistic things that kept him going and gave him the ability to you know stay sane when he was going through this horrible time with the Civil War and to stay the course so if anybody's interested let me know and I'll tell you how to get a copy it's called Lincoln's Devotional I'm not a huge history buff, um, but I I do find myself whenever I'm watching a movie or TV show and they bring up something, uh, I end up pausing the show and Googling it just to learn more about those particular events in time. Um, And back in 2013, I believe it was, I had to go to Springfield, Illinois for some insurance training. And I only had a few hours of spare time, but I went over to Lincoln's house. It was his... Um, you know, and and they actually have the Lincoln Museum there as well, mm-hmm. and I I did both in you know sort of record time. I walked through very quickly because I didn't just didn't have the free time, but it was really fascinating to be there. Well, we can learn a lot by to have done that. we can learn a lot by studying history. We can learn a lot by uh, reading some of the things that somebody like Abraham Lincoln wrote. For example, he said, "Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power." I'm not sure where I want to go with that today. No, let's not go there. (laughs) Let's not go there today. (laughs) Uh, I want to tell people about something that I learned about the other day, speaking of the Civil War. I had forgotten about this, that um, people who are 55 and over can uh, take courses at our public institutions and not have to pay much of anything about for them. Um, I happen to be a member of the New Bedford Civil War Roundtable because it interests me. And I just heard about a wonderful course um, on the reconstruction of the South after s- the Civil War that I can take for $36, and I can take it online. So if you're interested in doing some learning out there, folks, um, look up your public colleges, whether it's Bristol Community or UMass Dartmouth or Bridgewater, Massasoit, and see what courses you might be able to take. And keep yourself occupied and keep your brain working. Well, I'm going to give one more Abraham Lincoln quotation right now, but I think we'll leave this uh, series of quotes up on the screen to look at. Peter, this one is for you. Abraham Lincoln, you ready? Oh, I can't wait. There are no bad pictures. That's just how your face looks sometimes. That's very nice. <laughs> You're a handsome man, Pete. I just had to throw that out there to give you some humility today. Well, you get enough Lin- abuse at home. Poor Lincoln oh. was not necessarily a handsome man as he got older. No, he wasn't. He was pretty craggy. So I had a detailed telephone conference earlier today, and one of the things that, uh, actually yesterday, and um, I brought up the fact that 
something interesting happened that most people have not really been aware of. Uh, Marriott Corporation had another big data breach. Up to 5.2 million people had their data impacted. And um, it was two former employees who accessed the data, and they have access to another 5.2 million names of uh, people, their names, their addresses, their email addresses, their phone numbers, their loyalty account information. doesn't say Social Security in the article. So when I mentioned this to a couple of people, they said, gee, I thought that already happened a while ago. And I said, no, that was 16 months ago. They had a even much larger data breach. So it's something you always have to be concerned about. You have to practice good cybersecurity habits, don't you, Pete? You have to change your passwords periodically and things like that. I wonder how you many people... You should absolutely change your passwords periodically on everything. You should have a master list that you keep somewhere very secure and change all the passwords, I would say, every two months or three months at least. Uh, there's something going on because almost every single website that I go on to, I have to go on and log on to many different websites for you know financial services especially. And almost every single one over the last couple of weeks, when I log in, it says, uh, we may have had a data breach. Please change your passwords. So I've been changing passwords even more frequently than usual. Yep. Well, we're going to probably do a lot of Abraham Lincoln quotations today because I think it's appropriate for the times that we're in. You know, uh, Tenny, I'd like to just mention once again briefly the fact that Lancelot Inc. is offering to do free healthcare documents for somebody who's interested. I know quite a few people have already taken advantage of that. The procedure is that they call in to your your telephone number. Why don't you give your number again? Yes, please call 508-998-8800. And one of our uh, paralegal people will be in touch with you. What we ask is that you fill out a brief form that tells us who you want to name as your health care agent. And then as soon as we have that back, we're able to produce the documents and get them ready for your signature. But either you, Attorney Tenny Lance, or Attorney Mike Coleman, will actually talk to the uh, folks on the telephone. Oh, yes. And make sure that they understand what the documents are, uh, the health care proxy, the... Uh, the other related health documents. It's real important to have those things, so take advantage of that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And um, here's one for me, Pete. I'm going to give you my own quotation about myself from Abraham Lincoln. You ready? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just, you know, on the edge of my seat, as always. If I were two-faced, would I be wearing this one? <laughs> you have a face for radio. <laughs> I do have a face for radio, don't I? <laughs> Uh, it's important to have people who laugh at your silly jokes. <laughs> uh, I've always done that. Yes. <laughs> um, One quick personal thing I'd just like to mention. Um, careful. I wasn't going to think about, uh, I wasn't going to do this. I just happened to think about it. Uh, exactly a week ago, my daughter had a birthday parade. Um, that was and fun. I just wanted to say thank you to anyone who's listening who participated in that, especially the Dartmouth Police Department who had four cruisers, and um, my fire department, uh, fire department, uh, Dartmouth District 1 fire department, uh, who provided uh, one of their um, fire trucks. It's an actual truck, uh, and then a fire engine as well. And a couple of my um, uh, guys on the department came by with their personal vehicles that are allowed to have their emergency lights and sirens going. So that was really special, uh, especially during these times. My daughter did not ask for it. Um, it was something that we just uh, found out from a friend that they were doing, and we thought it would be a nice thing, and she absolutely loved it, and it you know, made a otherwise crappy birthday very special. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I was so impressed with everyone. When we met uh, in the parking lot of a big store, everybody parked within decent distances of each other and never broke any of those rules, and then everybody got into their cars and drove along, and I'm one of these silly people who cry at all parades, so as, as we were driving down the street, I'm crying because I'm so proud of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. It was really special for her. You know, last week when we did uh, the radio show, we talked about the importance of working with a team of people who can work well together. 
And so I'd like to say thank you as well, Pete, uh, not only to all the people that have worked with us over the years and supported us, but certainly to everybody on our various teams. You've got Lance Family Insurance Agency. Cheryl's working really hard from home. Uh, You're working with her. Uh, She comes in the office periodically because it's still considered to be an essential business. She's helped people to put their car insurances together when other insurance companies and agencies weren't even responding to phone calls. Yeah, she's had a couple of people who said, I couldn't reach my my old agent. They're just not responding. They're not responsive. Um, I'm, I'm actually not even going to recommend that you reach out to her just yet because she's so busy right now. She's writing more policies right now than ever before because there's so many people that she's saving money and word is spreading like crazy. Uh, and I think another part of it is because people are looking in these times to save money now more than ever, and maybe there's you know some more downtime, so they're trying to reach out. And I, I promised her I wouldn't say anything because um, <laughs> so I'm not even going to give out her phone number. I'll do that maybe next week. <laughs> no, she's she's doing a great job, and it's it's really uh, wonderful to have that kind of support. But it's also across the office. In the law firm, Tenney, you've got several people working at home who are producing documents and producing a postcard that was sent out. And gosh, and and these folks are putting in, you know, respectable hours and helping to do all that kind of stuff. We're we're monitoring because we're making sure that they don't exceed the hours required for unemployment and all that kind of stuff. But they're doing an amazing job. We've got great backup and great support. Uh, same thing is true in the financial business, Pete. Uh, Janet's working from home. She's fielded so many calls from people. People need to take money out of their annuity contracts or whatever it happens to be, or they have a question about this, or they want to know, is my annuity contract uh, been impacted negatively because of what's happened in the stock market? And the answer to that is no. That's, that's uh, principal-protected money. So we've got just so many wonderful, good people who are working from home and helping. And the message I want to let everybody know is that we are a team. Uh, The law firm handles legal needs and nursing home needs. Uh, The financial company is helping with financial products and financial needs. And then you've got the uh, Lance Family Insurance Agency that's helping people with their car insurances and home insurances. It's interesting it's a times. Great effort. It's a great effort. And we're doing uh, Zoom meeting calls with our staff at least once a week. And my father and I have both become experts at Zoom meetings now. The first couple of times were pretty interesting, especially the first time. We couldn't figure out how to get the video going. And I was sharing my screen instead of actually having them see me. They were seeing my computer screen and some silly things like that. But we are wearing pants when we do these Zoom meetings. Um, We're not wearing slacks and dress shirts and ties like we normally do, but um, we dress a little bit more casually, but we are fully clothed, unlike the guy this past Wednesday, I think it was, on Good Morning America, news anchor, local news anchor went on with um, the entire staff of Good Morning America, didn't realize that he could be seen below his shirt, and he went there with a dress shirt and a, and a blazer, but had no pants on. I had boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. You should have known better. <laughs> well, of course, right now, as we're um, doing the radio show today, we have uh, Brody up in New Hampshire, and he and I are working off the same computer screen right now. He's actually helped put some quotations up on the screen for me. And uh, Brody, I'm sorry, but we don't know what you're wearing. So <laughs> and it's okay. We don't want to know, Brody. No, we so. don't want to know, Brody. <laughs> But thank you for being a very important part of our team, Brody. We really appreciate it. Here's a quotation from Abraham Lincoln, sort of appropriate for the times. I would rather be a little nobody than to be an evil somebody. Oh, too close for comfort sometimes. Well, anyway, uh, he has some great things to say. So... um, I want to mention also that one of the things we need to think about is so much of every single thing that we do today financially relates to taxes. And if you don't know enough about taxes yourself, that's one of the things that we can provide here. We can give you tax planning and tax advice. You're never going to make the kind of money that you need to make if you're not thinking about taxes as part of all this process. So I want to mention, for example, in 2018, not that long ago, We had a brand new tax bill that went into effect. It changed the tax brackets. 
it lowered the income tax brackets for individuals. And that part of the law is temporary. In 2025, we go back to the older, higher tax brackets that we had before for individuals. Unless something changes between now and then. But. It can clearly change between now and then, but when you think about it, if we're running this enormous deficit right now, what's the likelihood that they will keep those tax rates down low? It's going to be a political battle, obviously, but it's going to be something to watch very carefully. There were certain education tax breaks that were passed at that time. The, the issue with taxes in general is that the laws change all the time. Um, it wasn't worth itemizing after tw- since 2018. It hasn't been worth itemizing on your tax return any longer, your itemized deductions, because most people could not take advantage of it. That may come back when they uh, change the interest rates. Um, and then what we had is we had uh, the SECURE Act that became effective on January 1st of 2020, this year. And that had a big impact on IRA accounts and who should be your beneficiary and the fact that your beneficiaries have to take the money out now within a 10-year period so the government can get its taxes faster. And lots and lots of individual things like that. It also meant under the SECURE Act, for example, that you could wait until age 72 before you took your minimum distributions. And then now we've had all kinds of new tax changes just a couple of months after January 1st under the CARES Act which say, amongst other things, if you are in an age bracket when you had to take minimum distributions from your IRA accounts, you don't have to take them for this year, for 2020. Yeah, there's been so many changes between uh, the SECURE Act and the CARES Act uh, just in the last five months, I guess. So um, you really need to speak to somebody who understands all the changes and how they could impact you and how they could hurt you or how they could benefit you. Yeah, and the other thing that um, I did earlier this year, it seems such a long time ago, uh, the first week in January, I went to the uh, Heckerling Tax Conference for a whole week uh, down in Orlando and wall-to-wall tax discussion. I've got, you know, multiple, multiple, probably a couple thousand pages of tax information. I pulled some of it out yesterday to do some research on somebody who's inherited an IRA but doesn't want to receive all of it. She wants to give some of it to somebody else. These are complicated little problems. But, Peter, you're right in one respect, and that is that uh, we had a major tax change in 2018. We had a major tax tax change that uh, became effective the first of this year. And now, uh, just a few weeks ago, we have a brand new tax change again that impacts because of the coronavirus. It's really hard for people to keep track of all this stuff and to keep up with it. But that's one of the things that we try to do. And while you're talking about Uh, keeping track of things. I'd like to mention something that I mention every once in a while to encourage people while this time of staying at home is still in place to use some of your time to make sure that you understand what you own, how you own it, and how it's set up. Um, Mm -hmm. Ray mentioned IRAs. A lot of people don't know uh, exactly whether they've got funds that are IRAs or are not. They couldn't necessarily put their hands on the sheet of paper that they made out once about who is the beneficiary, who's the secondary beneficiary. Um, We find often that people come in to see us and really don't know what they own or where they own it. So a great project for you is to just take a look at all of your 1099s that have come in this year, um, W-2s, whatever else, and uh, all the statements from your accounts. Figure out exactly what you own, who's administering that money, how is it set up, what's your interest rate, who's your beneficiary, important things to do. Well, this is a really hard time because a lot of people are struggling just to buy food and just to survive, just to pay the rent, just to pay the mortgage. This is going to pass. And I'm hoping that when it does, people will start to think, I really need to do something now to save for the future. I really need to do something now to help plan so that my child can go to school, can go to college if they want to do that. I I really would like to be able to retire someday 
And boy, this has really been troublesome. If we don't have money now, how could we ever afford to retire? This is what we deal with every single day. And we're going to deal with it again as we go forward. Abraham Lincoln once said, the best way to predict your future is to create it. And that's what we do. We help you to create your present and we help you to create your future. You know, we were just talking for a minute ago about alternatives to the stretch IRA. The stretch IRA basically says that if you die or if you have an older parent, grandparent who dies and they've left an IRA and you're a beneficiary, generally you have to take it out over a 10-year period now, which means it's not going to be there when you go to retire. One simple alternative that we can go through with you is to show you how you could take, this is the person who owns the IRA, And you could put part of the money from your IRA into a life insurance policy. And guess what? If you do that, that means that when you die and the person collects the life insurance instead of the IRA benefit, they're not going to have to pay any income taxes on it at all. So it's a way to take something that's a taxable IRA and convert it into a non-taxable life insurance policy. So there are lots of good options we we literally stay up night thinking about these things and constantly reading and constantly researching and constantly doing education. You have to be in the business that we're in, and it changes constantly. It does. Yep. So we've got about another oh six, uh, about another five or six minutes. We can talk. Um, I just like to mention that um, we're here to help you. We've got a great team. We've always functioned as a team. Call Lance Law at 508-998-8800 if we can help you do your health care documents for free until the end of this crisis. And the kinds of things that we do, we've been doing for more than 50 years. So we've been at this business for a long time and have learned a lot. You know, Theodore Roosevelt once said, whenever you're asked if you can do a job, tell them, certainly I can then get busy and find out how to do it. <laughs> that makes me nervous. <laughs> well, that was Teddy Roosevelt, but but he was he, he was, was a real take charge kind of a guy. Yep. We've had some really good examples in some of the presidents in our history. My favorite one being Abraham Lincoln, of course. Um, but sometimes you have to say, you know what? I've heard a lot of good things, and I've got some time in my hands. Maybe you should take some action. Napoleon Bonaparte once said, take time to deliberate, but when the time for action has arrived, stop thinking and go in. So at some point you need to make a decision to say, you know what, I need to protect my family, I need to do it now. So what do you think, Pete? Do you think that most people have enough life insurance on their lives to cover their family needs? No, I'd say probably 5% at most of people have enough life insurance. I mean, I think there's only something like 40% of Uh, all spouses or parents um, who even have life insurance. Uh, It's been a while since I've researched that, but I think that it's only 40% of people who should have life insurance actually have it in the first place, and that might not even be enough to cover what you actually need to cover, um, which is typically all of your, you know, outstanding debts, especially the larger ones like the home um, or a large um, uh, car debt anything like that, that should be included in the death benefit total, as well as three years of income. And I'm always amazed that people have really small, in in many cases, life insurance policies, and they think that that's in place to bury them. Gosh, even burials have gone up in the $10,000 range most of the, most of the time now. Tenny, I just talked to somebody yesterday, and although the widow who just lost her husband has enough money, it was tied up a little bit. We're helping get that unscrambled. But she didn't have enough money accessible, easily accessible money to pay funeral bills and borrowed some money from her son to pay the funeral expenses. I can't tell you how many people I've met with or they've reached out to me and said, you know, gee, my father only had a $5,000 life insurance policy, no other life insurance at all. Um, you know, that's not going to cover the, the funeral. What should I do? Or in some cases, I've had a couple people over the last, you know, 15 years reach out to me and say, 
gee, my mom is, you know, really all of a sudden not doing well and is probably not going to make it. Is it possible to get her some life insurance? And no, unfortunately, at that point, it's too late. And to do just a, you know, even just a $25,000 or $50,000 life insurance policy, in most cases, depending on health and age, it's peanuts. Well, we've all got great success stories, and I've got a favorite success story on Martha's Vineyard where I did a million-dollar term policy for a gentleman who was making a lot of money buying and selling real estate. Then he went broke, and then he died, and the only real asset that he had was the insurance policy. And his widow thanked me so many times that we had the foresight to recommend that and put that in place for him. So it can make a big difference. Most importantly, work with a team that can help you. And I have to say that even though I'm sitting here with some family members, um, this is a great team of people that I work with. Uh, they've got my back, I've got their back, and most importantly, we've got your back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're here to help you. Um, take advantage of what we can offer. Take advantage of the law firm's um, free opportunity to have health care documents for yourself. Give a call to Tenney, 508-998-8800, and somebody will get back in touch with you. Stay so, Tenney, safe, wear your masks. Excuse me? I said stay safe, wear your masks. Yeah, that's going to happen for a while yet. It's hard to tell what the future is going to be. Are we going to go into restaurants wearing masks when restaurants open and then pull the mask down to eat and put the mask back up again? I mean, who knows? It's going to be It's a strange universe. None of us listening, none of us speaking have ever experienced this kind of a thing before. But we're grateful for what we have. We're grateful for our medical community and our, our care workers and for our policemen and firemen and everybody else who's out there helping. So Grocery workers, postal delivery people, oh, just amazing. Sure. No, it's amazing. Well, our, our society at large is working as a team, and we're doing the same thing to help you. So thank you so much for listening. We, we do appreciate uh, the comments and the questions that we get. Give a call anytime to USA Wealth Group at 508-998-8858. Same thing there. We'll get back. If you've got any questions, we'll get back and answer your questions. Stay safe. Stay well. Thank you, Tenny. Thank you, Pete. Good day. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>